Know what to eat, but find yourself not eating it. Perhaps you've been on diets and off again and just wonder why you can't stick to them. The Eating For You podcast, hosted by me, Sally Ann Pisk, will show you what's been missing so you can enjoy a healthier way of eating that lasts. Welcome back to our next episode and I'm really excited. Yes, it's time with Angela Mills again and we're super excited today because it's International Dance Day coming up on April 29th. Welcome Angela. Hello Sally Ann and yes, it's no exaggeration. I'm absolutely pumped to do this this podcast because you have absolutely found my sweet spot and that's dancing. I love dancing. I'm hopeless at it in the grand scheme of things, so there's no professional dancing background here guys, but I just love it. Yeah, and we're going to be talking about the benefits and just before we come on to do the recording, I said like I I really need to mention up front that dancing is about dancing as if nobody is watching. And I'm really glad because Angela's going to talk about this during this episode because sometimes we choose not to do things because we don't know whether we can do it or what others can do and that whole sense of coordination. But we're going to just blow that out of the water today. Blow it out of the room. We're just going to just take that all away. I think, yeah, that's a good starting point, okay? We'll, we'll try to really convince everyone that there's so many benefits of dancing as a way of just moving yeah. and exercise yeah. that when it comes to the, I guess, all those little things that get in the way of us doing it, hopefully we'll blow them out of the water. So it won't, it, it'll, you'll be totally ready to get out there yeah, and, and, and turn that music on full blast. And, and, and just <laughs> on that, though, it doesn't mean that if dance can be part of your regime for movement and having fun, doesn't mean you have to be doing it with others. My mum and sister, yeah, I'm dobbing you in today, when they vacuum dust, they put the music on and mm-hmm. they have a bit of a drive, you know, while they're doing the housework. Whatever takes your fancy, you know. And then I know other friends just like to close off a room and put the music on and literally dance by themselves like nobody is just watching. Is watching. That's right. So, but let's have a look at the benefits, Angela. So anyone who's a little bit unsure about putting the dance shoes back on or dance feet. Let's take a look at the benefits of dance. Well, I will start by just taking us back to a podcast that you invited me on a few weeks ago. And that was about what is the right type of exercise uh, for women. And I think I may have touched on dancing then, as I'm sure I did. But but the reason for it was that because we're always looking at ways that we can tick a lot of boxes, you know, so if we can find one exercise that will help us, say, with, um, you know, getting our heart rate up, so it's good for our heart and our circulation, that gives us an element of balance training, that gives us a little bit of coordination training, an element of strength as well. Dance is one of those exercises that just ticks so many boxes, it's just crazy. <laughs> you can tell I'm biased here, guys, but it's absolutely true. So let me start by going through the list, okay? So I touched on cardio health, which to me is the most important type of fitness to get into just something that gets our heart rate up gets the blood circulating through our body it's just good for uh, our immune system for our mobility for uh, just rewarding off illness in other ways as well just trying to get as many of those you know sort of white blood cells going through every part of our body you know it increases our breath which means we're getting a lot more oxygen in by getting our heart rate up so lots of benefits there we then go on to the strength element where you know, inevitably by dancing, you're moving your body in different ways. Um, there are a lot of what we would call fitness moves that are disguised in dance moves. And, you know, and some more than others, depending on the type of dance we do, but it's very hard not to bend your knees and lift your feet and all those things, which 
ultimately what allows us to actually keep you know building an element of strengthened as well now it's not the real bulking up type of you know let's build big muscles but we're getting muscular endurance by doing dance so you know we're working our body you know, all our muscles in different ways that we wouldn't ordinarily do if we were just say doing a squat or just going for a walk you know we're getting different movement in different planes of movement as well you know we're lifting our knees we're squatting we're lunging all these movements that you'll do as part of your dance or your boogie which is exercise but it just yeah. doesn't feel like exercise right. which is great as i'm watching angela dancing on her chair um, i'm <laughs> yeah. thinking of myself and one thing that came to mind is that it's the arm movements that in dance that you do and Often, especially if you're sitting a lot at a computer or you're doing knitting or Mm. you're reading, you're kind of keeping your shoulders and arms in a fairly structured position. You know, there's no other word for it. Mm -hmm. And when you dance, it's kind of like, well, they start coming out. Like, now you can't see me, but I've got my arms going everywhere. Because it's kind of like you're really feeling that space around you and you're filling that space as you dance. Absolutely. And very often, the range of movement that we get through upper body type of dancing, you're not going to get that sitting at a desk or cooking or, or, um, you know, walking your pet. It really gets, you know, gets you moving in different ways, which is very important for your shoulder health. But the other thing too is I know whenever I want to try and get, say, my student's heart rate up I get their arms up because you can be moving your feet and you can become quite efficient at moving your feet when you're dancing but as soon as you get those arms up in the air your heart rate goes up so it's a very important part of warming up for dance as well just getting some upper body movement in that respect too balance it's inevitable even if we're doing low impact a movement that there's going to be balance where you're moving from one leg to the other you're shifting your body weight around in different ways and again this is what balance is about you know we're starting to you know become a lot more you know switched on in terms of our our core our glutes all these postural muscles that have to help us balance so we're we're actually using those as well mobility through our joints much of the reason why we tend to become quite stiff is because we tend to do very similar pat, you know, movement patterns in our day-to-day life. Whereas when you're actually taking those legs out to the side or doing rotations, say through your hip joint, through your ankles, through your shoulders, what you're doing is you're lubricating those synovial joints there you know, with all the fluid in that area so that you're less likely to get stiffness. You're, you know, you're sort of putting that at bay. You're getting the fascia to stretch a bit more in ways that you ordinarily do. How are we going? Am I starting to sell this concept of dance to you? <laughs> what else? Oh. Shall we even start on the the brain? Neural pathways that you're creating through different types of moves that your brain's having to coordinate your arms and legs to do. So often we call it the C word, the coordination word, the one that you know so many women are so fear, but it is a skill. You know, coordination is something that we improve by practicing it. Mm. So just like any other type of movement or any other type of skill or activity. Yeah, so if you have any reluctance thinking, oh, you know, how can I remember if you're doing a class, for example, and there might be steps and movements you have to remember, you know, why does I put my right hand up or my left hand up? It doesn't really matter, you know, like Mm. you're moving. But as Angela was saying, with practice, you will get that sequence and you will remember it. Absolutely. And it is one of the things that I've noticed in classes whenever I've taught our younger adults, you know, let's say young ladies who are just finishing school and they'll come into, say, a dance fitness class that I'm doing and they just pick up the moves so quickly, even though they've never seen them before. And yet they may be there with their mum and their mum is struggling. 
and and it's like why it's because you know at school there's a lot of coordination in the types of you know fitness activities that kids do and they do a lot of this sort of thing whereas as adults we don't do that so we lose it and dancing is such a great way of just working cognitively um, yeah. You know, much better than, say, doing crossword. I mean, sorry, yeah. all the crossword people are going to hate me for this. But uh, it is one of those things where there's a lot of evidence saying that the cognitive benefits of dance are massive. And that's the sort of thing that helps to stimulate our brains and, and oh, keeps yeah. us um, and, and you know, look, I, thinking I, clearly. I think, you know, for me with dance, you know, especially the type of dance I would do now, it, it's just being able to laugh, you know. And so those all those feel-good endorphins and hormones that get released, they're going to be so beneficial to our physical, emotional and mental health as well. And, you know, just have a good laugh, you know. and Absolutely. Just yeah. enjoy it. No, absolutely. We touched on the fact that so many people are scared of turning up and dancing because they're scared they won't, they won't look right. Well, it's, it's interesting in that I think as people, we tend to be so much more self-conscious of ourselves um, like we judge ourselves so much more than what we judge other people. I mean, occasionally there'll be someone who's totally out there in terms of the dancing, but most of us look, you know, don't look, <laughs> don't look too bad when we actually, you know, shift from side to side and we move. And I think we tend to let it stop us from enjoying ourselves. Yeah, and I think too, I don't know how I'm going to say this without it not sounding not the way I want it to sound, but it's like people don't actually care. People actually often yeah. don't take notice. Because they're on their own journey mm-hmm. um, and they've probably got their own insecurities. So they're so busy concentrating on what they're doing so they feel like they're doing the best they can. Mm-hmm. They're not really taking notice no. I of always, others. I always tell um, whenever I have a new person coming to, to my class, and in full disclosure here, I teach Zumba, which I think is the best exercise program ever created. <laughs> Again, you can tell there's a bias here, guys. There's a few things I will tell new people to the class. Firstly, as an instructor... My head is so full of trying to remember what the next routine is that I have to teach the class that I don't have time to judge people. Because often I see people trying to hide behind other people so that I can't see them. And I just think, well, they can't see my steps then if they're hiding behind other people. So they're making it harder for themselves. I don't have time to judge them, you know, to see what they're doing. And if they look around them, two things. Firstly, everyone moves completely differently. No two people will move exactly the same. It takes years and years of practice to get, you know, professional dancers looking as if they're all moving in sync. We all have our very different and unique way of moving. And that's a good thing because you don't want to look like the next person. You want to look like you. No, that's right. And I think that's a really valid point because often when we go to a class, even if it's not a dance class, it's some other movement class, we get that idea that we're all supposed to be moving together so as if we're beyond as if we're Beyonce's backing dancers like no it doesn't work like that in the real world guys and I've never really thought about that misconception that I even hold not that Mm. I go to many classes but that's the kind of yeah I can understand why people think that way no, I mean, I, I just have such great joy when I see people just making a move their own. I steal people, I steal my students' moves. Sometimes I'll do something, I think, oh, I like what she's doing. Okay, everyone, let's try and do this, <laughs> and so on. But the other thing I was going to say there as well is that if you look around in a class, no one's looking at you. They're too busy looking at the instructor because everyone is trying to, to uh, you know, the, the, the degree of focus that's required in a class like that is just wonderful because you totally switch off everything else that's happening in your life. And for that hour or however long you're in a class, you you are just in the zone. You're focusing on the moves, how your body's going to respond to it, you know, the familiarity that you start to get with it over time. And it's wonderful. It's just such yeah. a lovely, it's almost like a, a meditation in, in a way yeah. of just getting, having yourself in that 
that moment. And because of all those positive endorphins as well, you're in a happy place. You're in a happy, you know, place of focus and concentration. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking, no wonder it's good for our mm. brain. Not only are we learning new things, but we are just focusing on one thing. That's right. Which is the mindfulness aspect that you yeah. raise. So, yeah, so if you're listening and thinking, you know what, time to get the dancing feet out or the dancing shoes, well, certainly it, just do it. You know, yeah. just enjoy it. Just put, even if it's just putting the music on to dance around the kitchen or Absolutely. the lounge room. Or just hop onto YouTube and, you know, type in the search bar something such as um, Easy Dance or even Easy Zumba, you know, yeah. or Beginner Zumba and just have a look. There are, you know, thousands of routines up there as well. And, you know, if you don't like one, try try another one. Try 10. You know, eventually you will find something that, that works for you, that, you know, there's the right type of music for you that really, touch, you know, ticks all the right, you know, the right boxes yeah. for you. So, Angela, one of the other sort of reluctances, I suppose, to starting dance if we haven't been dancing for a while or movement in general is the fear of hurting ourselves so are there any simple tips that you can share to ease that concern of injury yeah there are a few things firstly I would say don't try to do something that's too hard too early I know even as an instructor when I'm looking at a routine that I want to introduce to a class I really just do like a lazy person's version of it so to speak so what I'm doing is I'm making the moves easier just to try and get a sense of the rhythm and the feel for it. And that's a really nice way to get into it. In fact, it's like any sport. Most of the injuries that do happen, it's when we try to do too much too soon. And I will say dancing is something that many of us would have done quite a bit of in our you know, early adult days when you know, it was quite often that's how you went out, how you met people, you'd go dancing. And when many people come back into it after a couple of decades, often there's such an element of joy in being back in this space, you know, in this wonderful, you know, sort of zone of happiness that we associate with dance, that it's very easy to go too hard too soon. And that's where it is possible to actually hurt yourself in that you forget that your body actually can't do a lot of these things or it hasn't moved in this way for a very, very long time. So starting gently, you know, just sort of, you know, shuffling your way through some of the moves is not a bad idea. And you find that with practice, you get better at it. And also it allows you to actually dance for longer you know you don't want to go so hard that in 10 minutes you've completely you know you know exhausted yourself that you need to sit down you know often I'd say to people is start gently perhaps just do the feet don't worry about the arms so much because that also helps coordination wise to pick up a, a step or a routine a lot quicker when you're not worrying about what the arms are doing just focus on the feet or if that's too hard just focus on the arms just pick just pick other upper body or lower body <laughs> don't try to do everything at once <laughs> and then you can get into it that way you're less likely to put yourself in a, a spot where you're injured speaking about that as well a few other things that are quite important depending on what sort of dance you're doing so for something like fitness dancing we ask people to wear um, you know sneakers um, something's got a little bit of good lateral support you know on the sides because um, there will be a lot of side movements and you don't want to sprain an ankle if you haven't done this sort of thing uh, for a while so having you know you know good shoes that will support you is important the other thing that they also recommend is not to have um, shoes that are very grippy you know how we get some uh, sneakers or sports shoes that have got you know quite heavy tread underneath or if you've got you know shoes you use for bushwalking you know where they're you know they're really intended to make sure you don't slip well, in dance, it's almost the opposite. We want shoes that are fairly flat underneath, a bit like tennis shoes. 
you know, uh, something that you can swivel on without it being too grippy because if, you, if your foot won't swivel, the knee takes a lot of the brunt of that movement and you don't want to be twisting it. You know, and these are not intended, you know, made to be twist, you know, to twist that much, especially as we get older where we lose a lot of the elasticity in our ligaments. So you, we just have to make sure that we're lifting our feet, you know, so that we're not trying to cheat the steps and, and just sort of, you know, try to turn from the knees rather than from the feet or, you know, lifting the leg and turning the hip. Yeah, no, they're great tips, Angela. Some things that um, I certainly wouldn't have thought of and I'm sure the ladies and everyone mm. listening will benefit mm. from. So anything else about dance? One thing I would say is, and look, I mentioned earlier that I, I, I teach Zumba and, and I've been doing that for well over a decade and I'll be one of those ladies with the, you know, the, the, you know all the crazy hair colours in a nursing home when I'm 105, hopefully still <laughs> teaching chair Zumba or something like that. But also Zumba um, is an international program so most places will, um, there will be a class somewhere in the, the local community or not too far or if not Zumba something that is very similar in format and that is a really uh, nice way to get into dance for fitness because these programs have been designed in a way where they they warm you up properly there's enough variety in it to keep you know keep it interesting so if you don't like one song you're gonna like the next song Um, there's a range of movements both you know things that raise your heart rate and lower your heart rate so they're very nicely designed for fitness they're also low impact versions of it I know Zumba have a program called Zumba Gold which uh, I I haven't not teaching at the moment but I'm hoping to get back into very soon as soon as I find a nice hall that's got a nice timber floor for us to do it on and that's really good for people that are complete beginners to Zumba and I've had ladies in my class that are in the late 80s doing it because they just love to move you know and it doesn't necessarily mean that they're the, you know they're out there you know sort of gliding halfway across the hall but they're within their their zone and they're they're working their brain they're working their body they're having a lovely time as well and they've all got a smile on their face yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's the most important thing yeah. I think is just really enjoying any movement that we have so if our listeners were wanting to find Zumba class do the instructors normally advertise their training like because you've had a lot of training behind what you do so if that can be another concern how do I know if I'm going to get fitness guidance from someone who's trained in this it's like in any field some people have more qualifications than others all people have to be qualified you know have to undertake the training to actually be a Zumba instructor as well and you'll find that many instructors also do a lot of other type of fitness programs as well so there is I guess more depth in what they're doing as well but the nice thing about dance though is that it's not complicated you know it doesn't have to be complicated it's not as if you have a personal trainer who's just twisting you around to try and make sure your body's correct posture as you're doing it. Everyone moves differently and we interpret moves differently. So there is no right or wrong with it as well. There are some key fundamentals about not hurting yourself. And I think that's one of the things where I would say if you're an overly zealous person when you go into your into new activities, try not to get too zealous too soon because um, you want to be in this for the long term for it like any type of movement if you're liking it you want to be there for the long term you don't want to burn out too fast by trying to do too much and potentially hurting yourself but the, I guess the beauty of it is you could go to a class and just shuffle and the instructor's not going to stop you because they, they'll look at the smile on your face and they'll say hey this person is, is here for what they're intended to be here for and that's right and it just come as you said that it came to mind um, one of the yoga instructors I follow 
you know, she often says that as well. Mm. You know, she gives you some options. Like if you want to do this, this or this now, it's up to you how you feel. And some are going to be more relaxing. Some are going to just push you a little bit and some is going to increase your heart rate or your stamina, you know. So, yeah, do what you feel like. Absolutely. I I, I will say I I used to have a lady that came to my Zumba class and she was, she'd done a lot of dancing, I think, in another life. And she loved the music and she'd be there totally doing absolutely a, a different you know, it's like she was totally days <laughs> totally different routines to me and at one point you know we chatted and she said do you mind me doing that and I said absolutely not but please do it in the back of the room so you're not confusing the other students but it'd be it'd be wonderful to watch because he'd be <laughs> we'd have a class here where most people are doing a similar move and there'd be one person in the back doing absolute like this freestyle. pirouettes <laughs> freestyle totally <laughs> and absolutely loving it you know she's just totally doing her own thing yeah. and, and, <laughs> and that was absolutely fine yeah. you know she she was loving it yeah she yeah. was moving yeah. burning lots of calories yeah and, and probably giving inspiration to the other ladies as well thinking you know I love following what Angela's doing but if I want to freestyle then absolutely I can do this too you know so um, yeah dance is all about dancing like nobody's watching that's what I love Absolutely, and it's it is so much easier if you do, if you think that way as yeah, well. Yes. Yeah. In fact, one of the hardest things about being instructing it is that you know that people have to watch you. <laughs> I, I'm so much more relaxed when I'm dancing by myself in my lounge room. <laughs> but then, when you're instructing, it's not only about doing the moves; it's giving the instruction oh, to go with the moves. Absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I get that. Um, so it's kind of like cooking. You know, if you're doing a cooking class and you're you're having to give instructions. Yeah, as that's you go, right. It's yeah, totally different. I know. To just you think doing oh, I would this. love it? Yeah, if it was just just me, I'd be throwing a lot more chili in or something. <laughs> or I wouldn't have to think about, oh, do I put this in first or that in first? It's, it's, at the end of yes. the day, often it does not matter, even with cooking. Mm. So, Angela, thanks for inspiring us to get back into dance. Of course, it's International Dance Day coming up on the 29th, but you can start today. Um, so that's the beauty of dance. We can do it in our own space or outdoors or in a class uh, like Angela has suggested. And I really recommend popping over to Angela's Instagram um, mm-hmm. because she has lots of inspiration and tips on movement. Mm-hmm. Do you want to just share yeah, your Instagram? The, the Instagram handle is uh, fitandfabulous.online. So fit and fabulous is all one word and then just in That's a fine. dot online. Yes. We'll share the link um, in mm-hmm. the episode's notes as well. So thanks for listening. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with others. Feel free to share it on your Instagram or Facebook pages. And I look forward to talking with you again next week. Thanks for having me, Sally-Anne. You have been listening to the Eating For You podcast with Sally-Ann Pisk. If you are looking for additional support to enjoy a lifelong way of healthier eating, then join our private community for women on Facebook. I have included the link to join in this episode's notes.